0: Hello, everyone. Hope your day's going well. Um, we're back to midweek again. Took a week break for uh, spring break, and um, we'll be jumping back in the middle of things again. So that means it's time to review our last time together um, midweek as the as class They are out in the sanctuary, working our way through 2 Corinthians. And the passage of scripture we looked at that was on March eighth was Second Corinthians chapter five verses one through ten. Um, a real exciting passage of scripture. So, if you'd like to take the time to read that, um, press pause on your player. There, uh, we'll give you a second to do that. Again, it's Second Corinthians chapter five verses one through ten. okay hopefully you have the opportunity to take a look at that and see this passage and you'll see why it's such an exciting passage speaking of um the life to come when we when we rid um, we are rid of this this body that we carry along the body that that hurts that the body that wears down the body that argues with us um, often in this life when that body is done away with and, and we get um, the body that Christ is, is building for us at this time and has waiting for us. Um, not just the place, but also what we will wear in that place. Now, this passage has a couple of things that are significant about it. First of all, there's a significant change of perspective for the Apostle Paul when it comes to um, his idea or what he thinks about with the coming of Christ and what takes place between then and then between the time he was alive and the time that Christ would come. If you see earlier in Paul's passages of scripture, when he's speaking of the the parousia, um, the second coming, um, the way he goes about it is he, he puts himself in the group of people who will still be alive when Christ returns. He says, when he returns, those of us that remain, those of us that are still here, that's the type of way that he speaks about this. And this is the first time in Paul's writing where he begins to change his perspective a little bit saying that those who will remain are those who are still alive when Christ returns so it seems to be that at some point in Paul's time and his life he sees that hey I, I might not be here um, when Christ returns um, so that's that's a pretty significant change of perspective also the secondly um We get a little bit of a glimpse that I'm not going to say it contradicts because we don't know exactly what Paul was speaking about when he would use terminologies such as those who fall asleep, um, so on and so forth, um, when it comes to what happens after death. And and I'll just bring it up in this way. Um, We don't know what happens immediately after death because uh, there have not been too many people that come back and tell us. So um, Christ came back from death, but the purpose of of what he had to say had had nothing to do with what took place there um, after he died because he arose uh, merely three days later. Um, So we don't know what happens with our loved ones who have passed in Christ. Um, where they are now, what they are doing now. Are they sleeping? Are they in the presence of Christ even now? We simply do not know. Um, And scripture gives us a few hints. Um, We will get a little bit something from this passage, though, of what does Paul believe about the period between someone's death and the second coming of Jesus Christ. I don't believe Paul contradicts himself, but this passage definitely sheds a little bit of light on that, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. So, in this passage, again, hopefully you have the time to look at it and to read it some. There's some interesting things here for sure. First of all, um, Paul makes it very, very clear in in, in kind of comparing the tint of what we wear now in this life, meaning the body that we have now and what is awaiting us with Christ's return. Um there 's a big difference between um, the two there 's a comparison contrast what we have now he compares it like a tent to a building, like what is earthly to what takes place in the heavens, what is torn down, and what is eternal. So what we will receive from Christ is is something that that the bodies that we wear now pale in comparison to what we will have then. And he makes it very clear. We know that this is going to take place. As a matter of fact, he also says in verse one that we already have. We have this body. As a matter of fact, we don't wear it now, but it is such a surety. Paul is very sure about this. He's very confident in this, um, what Christ is going to do um, for his people um, in the body that he's preparing. um, The bodies, I should say, that he's preparing for his people. Um, This body not made with hands, um the spotting that is built um this bottom is built this body that is built by Christ so um all right. He continues to go on to say that the body that we wear now, what we this this house that we are in now, in it we groan. Um, this is similar to what he puts in in Romans chapter eight um, about groaning for what is to come. Creation does this. We do it as well. We know this well. We all understand why we groan. We all understand why we that because we hurt in this body. This body does not hold up. The older we get, the more we realize that. Um, and in the body that we will be getting, it will be eternal. It will not wear down. It will not groan. Um, it will not be something that we experience pain in. Um, there in verse 2, he kind of goes back and forth between a dwelling and what we are clothed in, um, he, back and forth between uh, the building, the clothing. Um, so the building kind of shows the permanence of it, the way that it will last. The clothing shows it's something that we will we will put on. Um, he'll draw this out a little bit more in verse four. Um, verse three gives us a little bit of of the first hint of of what Paul um, be- might believe about this question of what happens between death and the second coming of Christ. A um, little bit of a hint there, maybe. Um, we we want to die. So that what we will have will be given to us. A little bit of a hint there. Um, the Gnostics would see this nakedness after death as as desirable. Because remember the Gnostics that we've talked about who separated the body from the spirit. Spirit is good, body is bad. They wanted to be rid of the body. Um, that's not Paul's perspective at all in any way whatsoever. Um, he, he very much is looking forward to the body that Christ has for him and for that Christ has for all of his people. Um, this groan that we do being burdens for everything from our bodies wearing down to the outright affliction that is sometimes suffered by the people of Christ, um, in this world, um, persecution because of, of their belief in Jesus as Lord. And this weighs us down, but one day we'll be freed from that, um, that we will be clothed in what Christ has. The The, the Greek paints a little bit of a picture there in verse 4 about this, to be clothed, with with kind of the picture with the prefix that it uses of ep, of, of putting on something over what we have now. And... Uh, don't don't misunderstand, and um, Paul makes it clear in, in 1 Corinthians fifteen that that those who are dead and those who are alive when Christ returns, they will be transformed metamorpho it's a it's a big word um, it, it's it's what those who are alive their bodies will be transformed in something into something else entirely but this does kind of paint a little bit of a picture in verse four of a quick transition from the natural body to the spiritual body that is coming. Um, so again, a little bit of a hint, um, as to what Paul is getting with this. He says there in verse four, he talks about this mortal being swallowed up in life. All right. So here's the question. Here's the question from the writings of Paul. Um, this body, uh, awaits the coming of Jesus. In other words, um, when, when there is when there is death, we sleep. It seems like Paul kind of paints that picture in some of his writings. And the body that awaits the people of Jesus, the people of Christ, the body that they will be transformed into, First um, Corinthians 15, it kind of makes it look pretty clear that that body is not going to be available until Jesus comes. All right. Um, now, that's, is that what is coming up with this, this body, this mortal swallowed up by life? Does that await the second coming of Jesus? Or secondly, is this body available immediately after death? Um, the question really comes down to is, when. Is, is, is the When we die, do we just sleep? Alright, is is that what it amounts to? I, I will I will be honest with you. That's kind of the camp a little bit more that I fall into. In other words, there is no consciousness during that time. In other words, it's like taking a really, really good nap after being awake for a long, long time. There's no consciousness from the time you fell asleep to the time that you wake up. I like the snapping of a fingers that's what it's like and and some believe i kind of like I said I kind of fall in that camp that that is what experienced after death it, it's It is asleep. There is no conscious activity of the spirit of the mind, and then boom, Jesus is back. We are awakened, we are transformed by his power. And into the body of glory that He has awaiting for His people. Now, here's the thing: as I said, death is a is um, a a frontier that people don't come back from. So, um, so we don't have anybody to answer these questions specifically. Um, so, exactly what Paul's getting at, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I, I'll just be straight with you, but I know that we will not be complaining. Um, do we wait for this 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 body transformation when Christ comes, or is it after death? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But again, I don't think we'll be complaining. The fact about, about it more than anything is, it's it's God who does this work. Though He does this work in and will do it for His people. Um, the Holy Spirit is a pledge, a down payment of that work that is yet to come. Um, we get that there in verse five. Um, verse six talks about being away from the Lord. Is away uh, oh, here in the body is being away from the Lord. Um, is that a comparison of, of, of what is is to come? Um, you know, we, we see in in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse twelve. I'm just gonna turn back that for you. That's the love chapter, if you will. If you wanna turn there, you can. And it speaks a little bit to this, um, 13, 12 says this, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I, just as I have been fully known. Um, it's not like the Lord, we are completely absent from the Lord. We have the Holy Spirit within us in this life, but it is all just a dim, very dim picture of what is to come, because in this life, as we see next, we walk by faith, okay, in in heaven, there will be no need for faith because we will live our lives in the presence of God. Faith will come to an end. So what we have now um, is just a glimpse, like a steering into, like he says, kind of in chapter chapter 13 of 1 of, of, of Corinthians. That, that what we have now is just like a dim glimpse of what the reality that we will have when we live in the presence of God. So it makes it really, really clear. All of this talk about this new body that we get and the amazing things we'll be able to do in that body. Paul makes it clear in verse 8. That he is more concerned or more excited about location rather than clothing, in other words, rather than the body that we will be given, the heavenly body is simply the means by which we can get close to God. See we can't not get close we cannot get close to God in these bodies we wear now, our body could not survive it. But the heavenly body that we will be given will not only survive in the presence of God, it will thrive in the presence of God. So Paul makes it very clear what we have to look forward to most about heaven is being in the presence of our Creator, of our Father, of our Lord. Um, And that's what he's very, very excited about. So um, then in the last couple of verses there in 9 and 10, he just makes it clear um, that uh, as we walk here in this life, we live to please our Father. That's what we are about. Um, And we please Him by walking in faith, by trusting Him in this life. That That is how we please our God, is by trusting Him in this life. And Paul also makes it pretty clear there in verse 10 that how we live in this life, we will be judged. We will be judged. All people, not just the people, this is this is the context of this, is believers here. So um, believers as well as non-believers will be judged by God, and the way in which we lived by faith as believers will be judged by God. Thankfully, Jesus will be a part of that judgment as well, and he is the perfect, the absolute perfect defense attorney as well as our judge. So we have very much that going for us. So Again, very great passage of scripture, an exciting passage of scripture about what awaits the, the, the people of God, what awaits us. Um, next time we're together, which will be tomorrow night, uh, our class, will be, that'll be the 22nd of March. Um, we'll take a look at the rest of chapter 5, chapter verses 11 through 21. Um, that'll be at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. If you can join us, that would be great. Um, we'll have a meal before that. I think we're having Sloppy Joe's tomorrow night. Um, so a meal at 6 and then classes for all ages at 7 o'clock. Again, we hope to see you then.